ways that You bless us and bring us into Your presence every day. That You love us and You take care of us and You do it in ways that we see and we do it in ways that we don't know about or even notice, Father, and yet You do it because of this profound love that abides with us every day. Thank You for that blessing. And we strive, Father, to live our life that is worthy of that kind of blessing every day. That when people see our lives, they see the Gospel. When people are around us and hear the way that we speak and the way that we respond to circumstances and the places where we place our affections, that they understand a little bit more about what Your kingdom is all about and how it transforms people. We pray to always be light where there is darkness. We pray always, Father, to live our lives gracefully when there is meanness and violence and hostility and biases and racism in the world. We pray to be generous where there is stinginess. And we pray, Father, that Your Word will always be in our mind and in our heart and in our soul. And that our faith, Father, will always be in Your presence and in Your promises and in Your goodness. Thank You for this church family. And we pray, Father, that You will continue to bless us in 2014. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Normally, when we come to a Sunday morning that we call Look Back, there's all kinds of things up here on the stage that are the, the icons and the posters and the emblems and the props of all of the things that we've been involved in in 2013. But because of travel and some construction on the other side of the building and because we're going to have a guest speaker tonight, Ken Heiston is going to be speaking to us tonight, we decided to forgo that. And we're just going to talk about uh, what we did in 2013. We'll show some of the slides up here of the, the, the pictures and, and the, uh, the, the advertisements that we used during the year to remind us of all the things that, that God has done through us. And that's really the reason why we do it is that God wants us to remember what He worked in us and what He did through us. That's one of the reasons why we do it, is is to remember. The reason we do it is because we also struggle with faith amnesia. There are times when we can be involved in a lot of different things that we know from the bottom of our heart that God is a part of, that God is leading the way, that God is blessing. But you go a month or two months or even weeks down the road and we forget about the power of that event in our life. That's why the Bible calls us, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, to be people that remember the great presence of God in our life. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, we read, Look to the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. What's the next word, church? Remember. Remember the wonders He has done. Remember the wonders He has done. His miracles, His judgments that He pronounced. And then over in the New Testament, this is one of the things that Peter, towards the end of his life, is stressing with the church that he's writing to. He says in 2 Peter chapter 1, I will always remind you of these things. I will always remind you, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. Peter's saying, I will always remind you because remembering the great things that God has given you, the great truths in God's Word, that's all important. He says, I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. We're just going to remember. And as we remember, there are two goals that we have. The first is we want encouragement. 
Sometimes we develop the fish not seeing the water syndrome where we're surrounded by so much that's going on in ministry and blessings and things that are happening in people's lives, both the good and, and the, sometimes the not so good, that we sometimes don't notice it anymore. And so it's good for us to remember. But on top of that, it's really important for us to know what's happening inside of our church family and to know the kinds of things that our church family is doing in the community and in each other's lives and all around the world. It's good to... to it, to be proud of your church family the way that you're proud of your physical family. Not in a haughty and an arrogant sense, but to go, you know what, I believe in this family. I believe in this family of God. I'm proud of this family of God. I'm not embarrassed to have people come and to be a part of this family of God because of the way that God works in these people's lives. So we want that kind of encouragement. And then number two, evaluation. As we get ready for 2014, we need to remember that we're not perfect. That we're not. That we've not arrived. That there is still a lot to do. That our best years are ahead of us and not behind us. And as we go th through 2014, what I hope that every person in this room does is ask themselves, in what areas do I need to go to the next level? Where do I need to be involved? Where can I be a better member of this body of Christ in 2014? How can I be transformed in discipleship and in ministry and in worship to become more like the image of Jesus. Now to the year. 2013 was uh, a year in which our theme was faithful. We even sang the song quite a bit over this year. We, we delivered it in the form of a CD to everybody uh, the last Sunday of 2012 so that we were ready to sing it in 2013. It was a song that we began our assembly, this last assembly of 2013. It was a song we began, began our assembly with this morning. And the challenge of the year was to become more faithful. More faithful to God, more faithful to Christ, more faithful to each other more faithful in our service, more faithful in our attempts to, to, to press our mind into God's Word on a daily basis, to be faithful in prayer, and, and to be faithful to Scripture as we read it, and it begins to define and help us to understand the parameters of what it means to be a church. You'll remember that our church believes that there are two great Scriptures that help us to understand our purpose. The first is found in Matthew chapter 22, where Jesus, in answering a question about what is the greatest of all the commands, He says, it's this, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. But He doesn't stop there. He goes and says that there's a second one that's like it. That there's something that we do as a church, that we do as disciples of Jesus, as, as people that believe in God, that there's something else we do that is like loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it's this, verse 39, you love your neighbor as yourself. And then we drop over to Matthew chapter 28. We just go a couple of chapters over to the end of Matthew's Gospel. Some of the last things that Matthew records Jesus saying to His disciples before He ascends into heaven and He says to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go into all of the world. Wherever you find human beings, wherever you find people, you go into those places, you make disciples. How do you do it? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Now, that's a big task. And that's why He ends with these words. 
and surely I am with you. I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know, we couldn't do anything that we've been called to do if it wasn't for the presence of God. God at the core. God at the center. God at the, at, at the most preeminent place in all of our lives and in the life of this church. And as we think about God's presence and what Jesus is instructing us in these two verses, we, we see that there are five areas that our church looks to every year to, to fulfill, and that is fellowship and ministry and worship and evangelism and outreach and discipleship. We are here to make disciples of Jesus. And so we're going to begin by looking at those five purses, uh, purposes, beginning with fellowship. You'll remember that a couple of years ago, we began the midweek at Mac Meals, Wednesday nights, in the fellowship hall between our early bird class and our regular 7 o'clock classes. We have a meal together. And today, on Wednesday nights, uh, I'm talking about you know this, this year, on Wednesday nights, in that fellowship hall, we'll have close to 150 people that have decided that they're going to come and not try to prepare the meal at home or rush around trying to get that meal together, that they'll come to our fellowship hall and, and pay uh, you know a couple of bucks for, for the meal, but they're going to spend that time with brothers and sisters in Christ, either after that early bird class or before the 7 o'clock classes. And, and there, there's, there's such great things that happen in that period of time. And if you've not been a part of the midweek at Mac Mills, let me invite you to do that in 2014. Our ladies had a retreat in February here in San Antonio. The men also had a retreat. It was at the, the, the Mac building. It was over in our fellowship hall this year. It was in April. Mitch Wilburn from uh, the Park Plaza Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma was our guest speaker. Phil Brown was the, the, the chief cook. And as you know, we ate well at that retreat. Men pray together in our church. Thursday mornings in the small kitchen, John Skipworth and a group of guys have been meeting since November of 1997. It's like 16 years that these men have been getting together at a prayer breakfast every Thursday morning to pray for you and to pray for our missionaries and to pray for special needs that they know about that you have in your life and to pray for our church and to pray for our community. And then on the second Tuesday, we had these lunches in which all the men would come together in the same kind of a, it was, it was more of a, of a sharing time where guys were sharing on that second Tuesday of the month at, at lunch, the things that were going on in their life and the things that they were concerned about. And then we prayed together during those lunches. One of the things about having a big church is a directory is really, really important. And every year we publish a directory uh, once or twice a year. This year we introduced the directory app. How many of you have that app on your, your cell phone? How many of you need to get that on your cell phone? That's everybody else, right? That's, that, that cell phone app, that directory app, is it's free. It's for your smartphone. It is an absolute blessing. And as new members every week are placing membership in our church family, guess what? As they're loaded into the database, that's uploaded to your phone through that app. So your phone directory is always, always current. Children. There are children all over this church building. And what a great thing that is. You know, there, there, there are times when you, you, know, you hear, as a preacher, I, I hear it a lot, you know, you hear people complaining about the sound of children sometimes during the sermon. I love that. You know what the sound of children in a church auditorium is the sound of? It's the sound of life. It's the sound of, of a church that's reaching out 
to, to younger and younger and younger generations. I love the sound of children. And Kirby, our, our children's director, has kept these kids busy with, over the summer, terrific Tuesdays. And there was camp, and they had the amazing space reading camp, and there were activities and all kinds of things that Kirby kept our children involved in and trying to get them to understand what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, and what it means to be a member of this church. And there are teenagers. I mean, we've got a ton of teenagers that meet all the time up on that fourth floor. And they don't stay on the fourth floor. They sometimes come into you know, the, the, the homes of our senior adults. They come into, uh, come into um, all of our homes in, in ways to bless us and, and to help us with things. And Cody's doing, like Kirby, a marvelous job in keeping our, our teens busy and involved in ministry and instructing their minds into what it means to be a disciple. We had family camp like we do every year at the HEB Echo Camp. Uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the HEB Camp, we go to the, the Echo Valley Camp within that big complex. September, a couple of hundred people showed up. It's fantastic. The weather is great in September. It's usually still pretty hot. You get down into Echo Valley. It's beautiful. The fellowship is wonderful. The time is great. We had another opportunity for all of our, our married couples to get together, the Sweetheart Banquet. This year in February, it was Sweethearts and Snowflakes. The ladies have a Bible class every Tuesday morning during the school year. It's a fantastic time for these ladies to get together. And they fellowship with one another, and they have great teaching, and they, and they pray for one another, and they're involved in service projects. And, and it's ladies that are young and middle-aged and some that are neither. Those two categories got to get together. And they have a great time on Tuesday mornings. And they bless each other. And if, ladies, you've never been a part of that Tuesday morning Bible class, go get a hold of Roberta Giles and ask her how you can get involved and what the times are and, 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 and what you're going to be studying and these kinds of things. But see Roberta and get involved. And then Senior Adult Game Days. And it seems like on Thursdays, our church is, is, is just filled up with, with our senior adults. Sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the late afternoon and early evening, as they get together and, and Don and Carol Hollins keep them busy fellowshipping with one another and, and loving one another and serving one another. The ladies had a fall retreat. And Donna Vickers organized that and it was well attended. And then at the end of the year, you know, we always have the praise and pie. And where we get together and we on a Tuesday night before Thanksgiving, and we, we praise God and we thank God for all of the ways that He's blessed us and blessed our families, our church, our nation. And we, we sing praise to God and we hear people talk about, stand up in front of a, a, a couple of hundred people and talk about why they're thankful to God, why there's thankfulness that's overflowing in their heart on that night. And then we get to enjoy that pecan pie and that pumpkin pie and the lemon cream pie and, and the billion other kinds of pies. I mean, it's like Baskin Robbins. There are 31 different kinds of pies over there, and it's a great time for us to be together. And I, I need to move on from fellowship, and there's not enough time to talk about all the things we're involved in in terms of fellowship. We have quilters. We have, we have crafters meeting on, on, on Thursday. And, you know, the first time I, I heard crafters, I, I heard crafty. And I thought it was this subversive women's group that was meeting in our church building. And then I, I realized, no, it was crafters. And what they're doing is they're putting together crafts to give away to other people, to bless people, to let other people know that we're thinking about you. And if you want to, uh, to be involved with that, call the church office and we'll get you in contact with the quilters and the crafters that are meeting on Thursday. Let's move over to ministry. 
Now, again, I just gave you a partial list of the things that we're involved in with fellowship. It's, the same, it's going to be the same thing with ministry. I'm just going to give you kind of the highlights, and you can see for yourself the different kinds of ministries that our church is involved in and the different kinds of ways that we reach out into our church family and into this community to bless people. Number one, dynamic marriage. You know, that's our nine-week course, The Strength in Marriage. We have about five or six facilitator couples. We, we do these a couple of times during the year. Make your plans to be a part of dynamic marriage if you've not done it yet. We started a new class this year called Fight Less and Love More. The Shows and the Aptures got together. We looked at the material. We said we want to do this class. Another eight-week class in which couples that have maybe done dynamic marriage maybe have not get together to learn how to communicate better and how to, to resolve issues in their marriage. We have Financial Peace University for like the 10th year now. And we've had over 100 couples that have gone through FPU to learn the, some of the Dave Ramsey material and strategies for being good stewards of the way that God blesses us financially and materially. We have three to four blood drives every year. And there's a ton of you that go over into that fellowship hall and donate blood patiently. Sometimes you have to be here an hour or so after the assembly ends on a Sunday morning. But we bless our community with that kind of generosity. In October, we do Trunk of Treats, which is getting all of uh, uh, the, the neighborhood saturated with uh, uh, little flyers and little uh, advert, uh, ad, uh, advertising uh, flyers on what Trunk of Treats is all about. On a Saturday night, there's a ton of you that drive up here. You open up the trunk of your car. You lower the, the bed of your pickup and you decorate it. Nothing scary, but you decorate it with some kind of a theme. Uh, I, who, who can forget Becky Whittington and all of her mad scientists you know, uh, uh, middle school uh, science stuff that she's got blowing up in, in, in her car. I mean, the kids love it, and they gravitate to what it is that she's doing. And we're passing out candy, and not just to our kids, but to kids in the neighborhood. And we're blessing families in the community around us. And there's all kinds of other activities that are happening that night. If you've never been involved with Trunk of Treats, make sure you get involved this, this next year. Back to school drive. You know, unfortunately there's always going to be people that are going to be struggling a little bit to make ends meet. Uh, the economy's not good, or sometimes uh, the, the, the job uh, uh, turns in a, a direction that's not so great and people are, are laid off or their hours are cut or their pay is cut, and they struggle a little bit to make ends meet. And one of the real expenses that we can help out with every year is to help their kids be ready to go back to school with backpacks and school supplies and those kinds of things. And back to, the back-to-school drive is a great ministry of our church. Uh, Cody, uh, getting back to the teenagers, one of the, one of the really great things that I love about our church, and especially with our teens, and it goes back a long time, go, goes back even before Cody to Richard, all of the youth ministers in, in San Antonio get together and they combine their youth group and they pull all of their resources, and there's uh, anywhere from eight to nine houses in this community where people really don't have uh, the income or the wherewithal or the resources to, to do what needs to help those houses uh, you, you, you know, uh, they, sometimes they need to be painted, they need to be scraped, there's some repair work. And our teens, along with teens all over this county, uh, with Churches of Christ, get together and for one week they're out in the middle of that hot sun. And they're, they're scraping and they're painting and they're caulking and they're sanding and they're blessing people's lives in our community. We even offered this year a defensive driving course. Go figure. I should have been in it. Uh, maybe if we offer it again in 2014, I will be. And um, uh, defensive driving course, that's a great thing. If you need more information on that, see Conrad Hausler. Care Cottage, right across the parking lot. 
We have a house, a three-bedroom house with a garage that is filled with clothing and food to take care of people in our community that don't have enough to eat or enough money maybe to, to they need a little extra to help clothe their kiddos or clothe themselves. And David Bannon, all of those crews that meet on, on Wednesdays and Fridays and everybody else that works during that week and washing and folding clothes and, 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 and stacking food and, and, and bagging food and, and, and all of that, it is, a, it is a service to our community that is a blessing to people, numbers untold. Numbers untold. And if you were here last Tuesday for the, the, uh, the Christmas Eve devotional, there were a lot of folk that were visiting our church family for the first time via the care cottage. Those people in the, in the care cottage were saying, you know what, we're going to have this Christmas Eve devotion. We'd like for you to be a part of it. And we saw from the response and the cards that there were lots of folk that came as visitors to our Christmas Eve devotional through our care cottage that we're going to be following up on. We're involved in taking care of a lot of kids through children's home, not just here in our own community, but throughout the state and in other places. And in August, we, we have these, these uh, children's homes come and talk to us about their work. This year, there were a lot of opportunities for us. Unfortunately, because there were a lot of disasters, uh, we were involved in a lot of spe- special contributions, whether, uh, you, you know, the, 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 uh, the fertilizer plant in West or the tornadoes that hit more or the Philippines, or the, the horrible weather that, that takes such a devastating toll on people's lives. Our church was extremely, extremely, extremely generous in giving of our means in order to bless people, not only in this state, but in our country and around the world. And the same thing was true with Holiday Harvest. You know, this year, you know, we handed out boxes to 560, 570 families. Enough food for them to get through the holidays. And and also for those families that had children and were needing a little bit of help, toys for them to be able to present to their, their children on Christmas Day. And not only did we do that through the school system, but a lot of you recommended those, those families to us. And, and a lot of you were the ones that were taking the food and those toys and the good cheer and the, the gospel and the love in your hearts to these families and blessing them in our community and trying to introduce them to God the Father. Uh, one way that you can minister to people every Sunday is through these encouragement cards. You can, you can take one of those pink cards that you find right there in the pew rack right in front of you, and you can write an encouraging note. Put it in one of those boxes on either side of the door. As you go out the church office, make sure that those people get them. We mail them out of the church office. But you can bless, you can minister to somebody, church, so easily by just grabbing one of those pink cards and writing a note. I was thinking about you. I was praying about you. I really liked uh, your class this morning, or, or uh, I know that, that you're going through a hard time right now and I'm praying, but whatever it might be, you can encourage and minister to somebody every Sunday. Please take advantage of that. You know, every Sunday, it takes over a hundred people to make our Sundays work. You know, you've got, uh, you, you've got Tom Lockridge and his greeters out front. I mean, we've got some of the warmest and friendliest greeters in the country. And when you come into our church doors, you're going to be handed a bulletin. You're going to be touched somehow, you know, a, a hug or a handshake or a pat on the back. And somebody's going to look at you and they're going to smile and they're going to say, I'm glad you're here. 
And we want that kind of, of warmth. We want people to come into that kind of a loving community every Sunday. This, this, we also have uh, a couple of guys that walk around just making sure that, that the parking lot is safe. We have the Mac Watch ministry that, uh, that was started in 2013. We've got Robert Hatcher who makes sure that the building is unlocked and lights are on and ready to receive people every Sunday and every Wednesday. We've got Brian Taylor and Brody O'Brien and Tina Sanchez and Grant Cobb and Steve Linscombe and Jeff Hosman, Jeff Marks, Dylan Sanchez, and, and all of these, these folks are working in that sound booth back there, making sure that the sound and the slides and the lights and everything is working just right. At communion to uh, you know, close to 800 people is a big job. And we've got Larry Wojtasek and Reader Dowdy and Paul Bonine and, and Byron Tony and Rico Counts and Jason Brandt and Jimmy Carter, all of these guys are working with the communion servers and, and making sure that the communion distribution works. And we've got a lot of guys that are taking counts in Sunday school and taking counts during the worship. We've got Brian Howell working with the ushers. There is a lot of activity, a lot of ministry in the name of God to bless people that happen in our church family. And then next is worship. We've got great song leaders from Ben Bailey to Jeff Glass to David Rainey to Brad Roach. They, they lead us in, in, in the songs that we've sung all our life. They lead us in new songs that express our faith with new words. And this year we went through a couple of books of the Bible. We went through the book of Joshua in the series called Stand. We also looked at 1 John on Sunday nights. We, we studied about the nature of the Bible because next year we're going to take Genesis and preach through the entire Bible and end the year in Revelation. We talked about financial stewardship. We even did a series on the crucifixion of Jesus during Easter. As we always do in June, there was a gigantic baby recognition Sunday in which we recognize not only that these babies were born, but that all of us bear a responsibility, that all of us shoulder the responsibility of the next generation growing up in faithfulness to God. We had Father's Day where we, we talked about what it means to be a godly father. We had Mother's Day where we talked about what it means to be a godly mother. We had youth-led assemblies. We had a senior recognition where as all of these kids get ready to, to graduate from high school, some of them to go off into the military, some of them to go off into other kinds of vocational work, some to go off to college, that, that night is not just to recognize the fact that they made it through 12 years of school, but to recognize the fact that they belong to something big. That they are part of the kingdom of God wherever they go. And we bless those kids that night with, with that senior recognition. We, um, uh, we, uh, moving from, uh, from worship to evangelism and outreach, and talking about those kids that leave, you know, one of the things that, that every year on this Sunday that I'm reminded of is that there are people that are added to the Lord through this church family. That because of God working through your lives, whether it be through a Bible study or you handing out a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus, that you touch somebody's life in a way that made God attractive and the kingdom makes sense. And as we sang that song, The Greatest Commands, about loving one another and being that, that unified body of Christ, we saw the names, the 30-plus the names of people that, whose eternity is going to be completely different because of people in this church family. I, to me, it's always a tremendous thing to see. It's like the roll call of heaven. And I'm so proud of the work that, that Barry Newton does in helping our church to be really effective in sharing the joy and the hope that we have because of Jesus. And if you want to learn ways that you can be involved in that, 
Uh, in January, we're going to have the Servant Heart Luncheon. We do this every year. We're going to do it again in January this next year. There's information in the announcement sheet. But go and, and be a part of this free lunch ne- uh, in January next month and learn how you can be involved in helping people connect to the gospel. Uh, Operation Connect is one of those ways where we, we help connect people to Jesus through prayer, through through visitation, through phone calls, through all, all different ways of helping people connect to the gospel and to Jesus. Uh, Barry also taught a couple of times during the year the Mustard Seed Seminar, which is a way for you to learn personally how to share God's great gift of, of life and love and joy, your conversion, the forgiveness of sin, all of that grace, how you can share that very personally with somebody who doesn't know. We have a lot of missionaries all over the world that are very active, ministering to people. And again, it's countries all over the world. And we learn about what they're doing uh, about once a month when Mark Blankenship, the, the ministry leader of the missions ministry, gets up and does the Mac Mission Moment. And right now we have our missionary family from Japan, the Ken Heiston family. They are presently with us from Japan. And uh, Ken is going to be speaking to us tonight. I want to invite you to come back and to hear what he has to say tonight. But we have the Sotos in Chile. We have the Dominguez family in Donnelly, Honduras. We have the Whitakers in South Africa. We continue to be involved with Eastern European missions. And one of the things that we did this year is we collected money, coins and, 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 and uh, you know, pennies and dimes and nickels and sometimes uh, you know, dollar bills in our, on all of our Sunday morning Bible classes and raised over $5,000 to send to Eastern European missions to buy Bibles and to put them in people's hands, children's hands, adults' hands in a couple of different states in, in the, uh, uh, the Ukraine, in the former Soviet Union. World Bible School that correspondence ministry, sharing the gospel with people, continues to reach hundreds and hundreds of people each year. And Tim Hunter, you know, organizes that and makes sure that that the the supplies are there and that if there are questions about how to answer, you know, certain pieces of correspondence, that there are resources available. And a lot of you are are evangelizing and sharing your faith with people who live on, on the other side of the planet from where you live right now. And if you want to be involved in WBSC, Tim Hunter. Uh, we continue every week a couple of times on ESPN and KTSA to run a one-minute spot to, to spark interest and to build name recognition and to develop a relationship with the community of San Antonio at large. And there are times when people visit our assemblies because of what they've heard on the radio. We held our third annual Christmas Eve devotional here. We had over 430 people here Tuesday uh, to hear Scripture about what the incarnation and the birth of Jesus is all about and how it is good news and how it is joy for all people. And we ask you to invite your friends and your neighbors and your colleagues and and anybody that you could to come and to be a part of that. And we had a ton of visitors here. That was a great thing. Uh, Barry Newton also uh, last year developed uh, some Bible study guides. We still make those things available to everyone. Uh, We send some of you out to different places around the world with Mac Messengers. It's associated with Let's Start Talking. Uh, Karen Loveland and Margaret Hatcher are two of our most famous when it comes to going to Japan and teaching people English and the gospel at the same time. And there are just countless Bible studies that were conducted by members of our church family with people in San Antonio throughout this entire year. Well done. And then finally, discipleship and education. You know, Doug Brown does a marvelous job with his adult education ministry team in organizing classes and themes and teachers on Sundays and Wednesdays. 
And one of the things, and we're going to do it again in January next month of 2014, but this year, 2013, we invited Rodney Ashlock of ACU to come in to, to teach us the book of Joshua. And then that material on Joshua was later taught in all of our adult Bible classes as Abide. You remember that study? It was a great study as we learned about not being fearful, but being courageous and, 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 and stepping forward in the places where God directs us and sends us. Our adult summer speaker series, Under the Sun, brought in speakers from around the country to talk about the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, Richard Shaw, who has such a tremendous, profound heart for families and for marriages and for, for men uh, and, and, and men's issues and the men's ministry, he taught classes on Wednesday night for men on how to be a, a man of God and how to, to be a godly leader in your home. And he talked about uh, marriage, and he talked about family. Kirby Tomberlin, uh, uh, our, our, our children's minister, again, really active during the week with families of small children and, and continues to, to develop their faith in programs like, like Spark that's taking place during our assembly. And lots of kids uh, attended. And as you know, you know, Wednesday nights we have early bird classes and we have 7 o'clock classes and it's all about teaching people about the Word of God and making them understand the life that God calls us to through the Gospel. What it means, not just to intellectually be Christian in our worldview, but what it means to be profoundly, radically changed and transformed by the Gospel into a disciple. And that's what we try to do to the glory of God, is, is to worship God. In, in ways that, that make much of Him and make Him the center part, the core of our church family and the core of our life. And to fellowship with one another in all kinds of different ways in which we encourage one another and we know each other's names and we know what we're going through. And we go through it never alone, but always together, in prayer, shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand. We go through these tough times and the good times, the valleys and the mountaintops, the dark times and the times out in the sun, on our face, together. And we, we learn through, through discipleship and through our education, you know, what it means to be a Christian. That just because we're baptized and have repented and confessed of our sins, that's the new birth. It's not graduation, it's the new birth. What does it mean to live as a husband or a wife or, or a, a worker or a student or whatever we might, role we might find ourselves in? What does it mean to live as a disciple of Jesus in that area of our life? And outreach. We believe that we have a message that literally changes people's lives. Not just in terms of, 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 of the present day, even though it does that. But we change people's lives for eternity to the glory of God. We bring peace that passes understanding and inexpressible joy, love and gentleness and kindness and faithfulness and self-control into people's lives through outreach and evangelism. And we take care of each other through our different ministries. One of the things that's, that's starting up this year is a, is a grief ministry. That when we lose something significant, it, it might be a spouse, it might be a job, it might be a child, it might be a hope or, or some, some tragic loss in life. There's going to be somebody that you're going to be able to sit with and just talk to and, and go through that grieving process. We have, we have ministries to strengthen marriages. We have ministries to help our children understand that this is the way that God wants us to live our life. That there is a God and that being in His presence is a great thing and a wonderful thing and a loving thing and a graceful thing and a precious thing. That it's our treasure. And the same with our teenagers. 
that they are learning through our ministries that, that it's not about them. It's about God, which means that we're going to serve other people, that we're going to take care of other people, that we're going to be generous with the things that God puts in our pockets and in our bank accounts, that we're going to be generous with the time that God gives us every day to listen and to serve and to help and, and, and to encourage and to take care of people that need just a little bit of extra help to make it through their day or make it through their week or make it through their life. That's what it means for us to be a church. To love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to love our neighbors as ourselves. And to go into all the world, into all of the nations, wherever there's people, and make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them to obey everything that Christ has commanded us. Knowing that there is nowhere we go, that there's no moment that we live, there's not a breath we, 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 we take, there's not a step that we, we take out anywhere that we're alone. That we have this church family, this body of Christ, this bride of Christ, that we have the presence of God, not just in each and every person here, but God Himself with us every moment of every day. I don't know about you, but I want more people to be a part of that. I want more people to be a part of that. I want more people to be blessed. I want God to be recognized more readily in people's heart in this community and in this state and in this country and around this world. I want God to be glorified. I want God to be magnified. I want people to understand what it means to be a human being because they've heard the gospel. What it means to be a human being. This morning... We're going to close right now with just a, 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 an invitation. We're going to sing a song. We're going to praise God. What we do together as a family on the first day of the week is praise God. But it's also an opportunity if you've never come to the place where you've decided, I want that kind of joy, that kind of love. I want to be God's child. I want to be a son. I want to be his daughter. And we're going to have some of our shepherds down here at the front to, to, to talk to you about that and to show you through Scripture how that can happen for you today. And we invite you to come down and talk to him right now as we all stand and praise God together. Guide me, O Thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but Thou art mighty. Hold me with Thy powerful.